Hey everyone, welcome to another great dance debate. I'm Chris Suchan. And I am Liz Borum. And today we are going to be talking about um, convention competitions um, that combine classes and competition in a weekend versus going to just a competition. Um, so I, this is a very fun topic. Um, so I'm excited to hear what our panel has. Do you want I'm to introduce the panel? Well. Yeah. Yeah. And we have some amazing professionals in the industry. Um, we have Miss Lindsay O'Neill. Lindsay, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. Thanks so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. We're so excited to have you here. Yeah. Lindsay has so many credits, including dancing with Ariana Grande, television and film appearances. She's originally from New Jersey and has taught and choreographed for many years across the country. L Lindsay, how are things in New York right now? Oh, things are great in New York. Dance is <laughs> alive and well. Very good to hear. <laughs> uh, we also have with us Christine Brooks. Christine, how are you? I'm great, thanks. How are you guys doing? Uh, we're doing great. Uh, Christine is originally from Sydney, Australia. She has a diverse background in stage, film, television, teaching, adjudication, and stage management. Um, how are things going for you? Things are going really well. It's a bit chilly here in Tennessee. So <laughs> lots going on in my life. I love it. Well, we want to get to know you guys um, a little bit better, and, and so you can learn your your, your opponent a little bit better. We have some questions for you. Uh, so Lindsay, and this is for both of you, but Lindsay, go ahead and answer first for us. Is there a podcast that you're listening to right now that you love or that you would recommend? Yes. I listen to, oh, I'm going to mess up the name of it, but it's um, from the Stanford Business School. And it's like big ideas, small words, or big talks, Big, I don't know what it is like it's called, but um, it's all about communication and business thoughts. Okay, cool. Get you inspired for speaking. Yeah, well, communication, like um, how to interact with people. So it's about like um, using humor as an as oh, yeah. a mechanism or um, just ideas about how to connect with people in like a nonverbal way. Oh, I love that. How about you, Christine? What podcast are you listening to and loving right now? Well, I typically like to listen to the political podcast, but I know that can be very polarizing, so I won't mention any particular one. <laughs> Keeping it light and bright, I do have, I've recently discovered this podcast called Up and Adam on YouTube, and it's all about the reality world, and I am obsessed. So do you love that? Like, politics and then housewives i know i was gonna say is it so we just had an, an episode with melissa and she loves the housewives podcast yeah so they are alive and well those yeah. housewives oh my uh, gosh i love yes. it i love the behind the scenes <laughs> all right well this question this is a real deep question we're gonna start with you christine um what is your starbucks order <sighs> grande caramel macchiato with an extra shop extra shot of espresso, no whip. And you have to say, no whip, no whip, no whip. Otherwise, they put whipped cream on. You have to say it three times. Three, three times. times. Okay. Three times for the no whip. Got it. <laughs> Lindsay? Um, well, I don't drink coffee. So I have to say, like, my go-to Starbucks is that snowman cookie. Ooh. Nice. Everyone loves a snowman cookie. How do you but feel the about their cranberry bliss bar? Have you had that? I, I have not. I think it has, like, nuts on top or something oh, and not okay. crazy about them okay but i do love like their pound cake too um, good choices mm. 
Great. Like solid. All right. Um, all right. Next up, what's your favorite style of dance? You can either say your favorite style of dance to do, to watch, to anything. Your favorite style of dance. Uh, Lindsay. Oh, geez. Um, I think like whatever mood I'm in, there's a style to match it. Yeah. Um, if I were going to watch something, I think the most fun thing for me to watch is like commercial dancing, like, um, like your music videos. Like if I'm going to yeah. put something on to watch, I'm just going to go like straight to Janet Jackson. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. How about you, Christine? I love tap hands down. Tap yeah. is my favorite. I love that. Me too. Aww. Um, <laughs> another dance question. Christine, you can kick this one off. What is your favorite dance movie? My favorite. Okay. I might be showing my age, but um, do you remember break dance back in the day? Break like, in? Electric. Yep. Yeah, electric boogaloo. Uh-huh. Oh my gosh. That's I a just- great answer. <laughs> Is, is the Not movie Electric Boogaloo? Was that it's the breaking it? too. Electric, electric Boogaloo. Boogaloo. <laughs> <laughs> oh, cool. uh, there are many listeners out there going, yep, yep. Shout out, yep. shout out. <laughs> That's a great choice. I love that choice. How, How many of these do? were there? Hold on, I'm not done yet. How many of these? You know what? I have to. I have to ask. Was there a breaking and then a breaking too? Yes. Is it breaking? Like there's no G. It's just breaking. Oh, it's breaking. Oh, come on, come on. Yes. I'm sorry. Was, was, was there only two, or is this like something that happened for more than two? I think it was. I only remember two. I only remember after what a the shame. electric right, boogaloo, everything crumbled. I know. I can understand why. <laughs> Why would you go on after an electric boogaloo? I mean, everyone's going to say their favorite dance movie is a chorus line. No, nobody said that. Oh, no one has said that yet. Yeah. Lindsay, what's your favorite dance movie? It's awkward because it's a chorus line. (laughs) No, just kidding. Um, I was not alive, so I'm not showing my age by saying this one, but I'm going to have to go with Singing in the Rain. Um, Solid. Yeah. Yeah. Donald O'Connor really... Makes me happy. No, that is a solid, solid choice. We have one more question. If I were to open up your dance bag right now, what are three things I would find in your dance bag, Lindsay? Um, well, right now, it's sitting right next to me. So you would find my tap shoes. Okay. You would find my um, Laduca heels. Okay. And you would find my... It's not in there right now because I'm using it, but my computer. Okay. How about you, Christine? Biofreeze. Okay. <laughs> um, That's all she has. All she needs. She just, there's not enough room for anything else. It's just biofreeze. Biofreeze bio is, oh, I just love that. Every dancer needs biofreeze in their bag. Biofreeze, hairspray, deodorant, Victoria's Secret bombshell, body splash. Okay, four things. You can't follow instructions, but that's okay. I like it. I'm just joking. (laughs) That's awesome. All right. Well, um, we're going to get things started here with this amazing debate. I know you guys are revving up and getting ready to go. Um, But before we get started, just a quick statement. Um, The Platinum National Dance Competition does not endorse the statements that are about to be uh, made in this debate. Um, But we are super excited to hear some fun views. So, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And um. Today for this debate, um, speaking on the side of four competitions and conventions is Lindsay O'Neill. And speaking on the side of just competitions will be Christine Brooks. We are going to get started with Lindsay O'Neill. So Lindsay, go ahead, kick things off. Um, You can say whatever you want to say and um, go for it. 
Okay, so I'm going to start and just say that I love a competition convention. And growing up, they were, to me, one of the most inspiring things that I did in all of my childhood. So um, my main thing that I'm going to say is that anything that, any benefit that you get from going to a competition, performing on the stage, getting the judges feedback, all of that, you can also get at a competition convention. So it's everything that happens at a competition also happens at a competition convention, but you also get the added benefit of having that in-person interaction with the teachers and the judges um, and anybody who is inspiring to you in that moment. So if you go to a competition, you might just get like that person that wins first place overall. And then you're like, okay, cool. Their solo was great. And maybe they were great for that two, three minutes, but then you get to see how they work in class or you get to see like, what does hard work really look like? Or you get to try a new style. And if you try something new, you have a question about it, then you can actually find out the answer versus going home and being like, I saw this in a solo. Let me scour TikTok and find out how to do it. You can either go up to that person and ask, or you can find out like from other people. Um, so I, I think that those are like big, big things to me, why I love a competition convention. Yes, um, I do hear what you're saying. I, as the former studio owner, I do really strictly like going to the weekends where it's just competition uh, because I like to just have myself and my students just focus on one thing and that's competing. Having to dance all day, five hours of classes, and then having to compete later on, you're all sweaty, you don't have enough time to do hair and makeup, get into costume and rehearse your routine before you go out on stage. Um, and then also you've got to feed the dancers as well. And a lot of times those are really long days, especially for the younger dancer and the more novice dancer attending your workshops all day and then having to compete out on stage and I feel like you're not putting your best foot forward as a group when you're competing after doing all those days of all those hours of workshops and you're more injury prone and tired as well um, with the conventions I feel like they're more geared toward the pre-professional advanced dancer and not so much to like maybe say a novice senior student like if you get a 16 year old where are you going to put that student is she going to go into the senior room or to the junior room at a more beginner level um and i feel like conventions these days have all become about the instagram can you video me doing this combo from the corner and less about the educational aspect of it i mean what happens what happened to just going to a convention and learning as opposed to posting on Instagram and uh, I didn't get pulled out. I wanted to get pulled out and pulled up on stage. And I think that can perhaps make some dancers feel the opposite, deflated as opposed to feeling inspired. Um, I feel like a lot of the conventions are crowded and I'm not about dancers dancing on carpet. Um, and also, if you're doing tap dance at a convention, how many tap dancers can you fit on a 20 by 20 ballroom parquetry slippery floor? Not very many. And then you have all these other students tapping on carpet. And a lot of times at the competition slash convention weekends, they don't allow you to compete unless you've paid for the full workshop. So there are extra added fees. 
What about your observer risk pass? Since when did the observer risk pass become $100 to $150 to go and watch some classes? Which, by the way, sometimes they go on in two different rooms and so the poor teacher's running to the junior room, to the senior room, to the junior room, to the senior room. And I want to be able to watch all of the classes. So- I love how you guys both are giving us <laughs> hardcore reasons <laughs> on both sides. I'll be... Honest, before this started, I was like, this is going to be interesting. I can't wait to see how it goes. Wow. Already, wow. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. Lindsay, do you want to go ahead and chime in um, with you some kind of rebuttals to what Christine has already started us off with? Oh, I sure do. (laughs) (laughs) I'll go. I'm going to go ahead and say, yes, I agree that the days are very long. However... If you are, if you, it's also preparing you for something that might happen in that professional world. So if you're on a tour and you are going from city to city, you might do an all day tech rehearsal and then have your, your performance at night for, you know, 50,000 people. And you have to be on, you can't be like, oh, well, we slept in a tour bus and then we did our tech rehearsal and now I'm too tired for my performance. So I feel like an all day convention, it's a, a gentle taste of what, that energy might be like. Um, and also in order to have those long days, it you do have to work on your like emotional stamina and your physical stamina. So it does, it helps with that. Um, in terms of like a novice dancer at a convention, I'm gonna go ahead and throw out probably a very unpopular opinion is that I think that competitions are just that they're a competition, right? So if you're a novice dancer, I think you should go into a competition knowing that you you are a novice dancer and you might not be to the level of somebody who is great. So to me, the novice category, I don't actually love it in general at a competition, at a convention. Um, as far as my experience, I, d- I don't know every competition convention, but from what I'm going to say is like generally a competition convention is just operates on one level. There aren't those like intermediate novice advanced dancer categories. Um, And so going into that, it kind of levels it for everybody. I think that at a, at a convention, then it allows that novice dancer to say like, Oh, it's not just that they've rehearsed their solo or they've rehearsed their group so that it's clean and it's, it's even, it gives them, that moment to be like, oh, they're actually an incredible dancer. But it also gives them that point of view. Of, there are some of those people that their dances are just so well rehearsed. And so that dance wins. Then you see them the next morning in class and they might be a hot mess and they might be tripping over their own feet because all they've done is rehearse their dance. So you also get to see that like, you might actually be a better dancer than somebody who's a better performer. So you have that contrast of like, you could be, you could also be better than you think you are. As far as social media, I would say we live in, we live in social media as like society. It's not going anywhere. Um, if anything, like when one starts to die down, something else pops up. So in terms of like putting it out on Instagram, I also think there's some, some valid points to doing that because people book jobs off of Instagram. So if you're, if you're performing at a convention, you know, if, if I live far from any popular trendy teacher and I'm traveling to go 
to put something out on my Instagram or my social media that says that I have been in, in the room with their ideas. I have been in the room with their education might just tip somebody off to be like, Oh, they know a little bit more about dance. And that's not to knock like the regular teachers at all. They're probably doing a great job. It's just different, you know? Um, and I would say that the, Oh, you know, I live in New York city. So there's a lot of things that happen right around us, but we travel around the country and there's a lot of studios that travel, you know, they might travel three hours or they might travel eight hours or like people travel far to go to a a competition or a convention. Um, if I'm going to travel, I would want to spend, you know, maybe just a little bit more money and get a much bigger outcome of like what my money is being spent on versus, you know, I mean, competitions are expensive, like really expensive, you know? So like if you're going and you're doing a solo, that could be a hundred, $150. Um, and then, you know, all for one day and maybe your dances are split up over two days. So you need a hotel. I mean, it's not a small amount of money, but if you just throw 200, 300 more dollars at your weekend, you also get maybe 15 hours of classes that go along with that, which is to me, I mean, sounds like a pretty good deal. Um, and I would say there's different conventions for different people. So I think that there are those conventions that focus on your filming the class and putting out there, um, which is a whole industry in dance, dancing on film. That is a whole thing to practice. Um, but then there are conventions that the focus is on those dancers. And honestly, maybe we don't see them as often on social media because the focus isn't about putting it on social media. It's about the training. Um, so yeah. And then I will say I teach at a convention that doesn't do the tap floor in the room. Um, it does individual tap boards so that each dancer might have an opportunity to dance on one of those boards. Awesome. Um, and then if the situation allows for it, maybe we'll bring the whole room up onto the stage. So everybody has the opportunity to be heard, be seen, do their thing. I, I actually am a fan of the three levels of competition. I think it allows for the dancers to compete on a much even playing field. I feel like strictly at competitions, the studio director can take more, a higher amount of entries to the competition, where at conventions you're very limited. The faculty shows at these conventions, I think, are more about show these people showing off and less about the students learning again uh, when I bring up Instagram it's not about the our industry being about Instagram it's about taking away from the educational part it, the kids it becomes more about the kids posting on Instagram that's more important to them rather than the learning so with the faculty shows I think and who are who are these faculty members by the way uh, being on top 10 so you think you can dance, does that constitute a good master class teacher? I personally do not think so. We have a, a whole podcast that you would have heard in our uh, episode one. That, that Yeah, about <laughs> whether or not master instructors should be under the age of 25. Guys, if you're not subscribing, Christine's trying to tell you you should subscribe. <laughs> Carry on, Christine. Sorry, carry on. Didn't mean to yes. interrupt, but yeah. Well, that that is an excellent point because I've actually had that experience taking my kids to a convention, and um, you could be a fabulous 
dancer on TV and who, who are vetting these people? They're coming to teach the class. And I'm like, no, you don't know how you're, you need to be able to speak to the novice dancer, the young dancer, the junior dancer. And I think, I think it's wonderful for advanced students and for pre-professional students to attend these conventions, but I don't think it's for everybody. Yeah. Lindsay, what do you have to, Lindsay, what do you have to say about that? <laughs> okay, I have to say, so I took, I took some notes, so I, I'm just going to like kind of go down it kind of in the order that you said. Um, so I'm going to say at a competition convention, you still get the audio feedback. Um, you're getting like the same experience. You do the same dance. You get that audio feedback. I will also say that not all conventions have faculty shows. Um, I'm on a faculty and I don't want to be in a show. And therefore, I I have worked for a convention that we did faculty shows. And that was a big, for me, I'm like, okay, I have performed and I do much better in a performance when I have rehearsals and other people around me. Um, I don't really like to do solos. So yeah, I don't want to do that. And I don't think that it's necessary. However, I do think that students, you know, professionals performing does have a little bit extra experience to it than maybe your fellow 14 year old who has the same experience. So just seeing some faculty on stage it just shows dancers that like, oh, this is what a professional performance might actually look like. So it's just, I don't know, both sides of that. Um, and I, I think people who post on social media, kids that do it are proud of what they're doing. So I think it's a good way for them to show, like if they're filming in class, they might want to film it twice to be like, oh, okay, the second one is actually the one I want. And it does give them the practice of dancing to be recorded, um, which is a whole nother stress. I know like when I was growing up, we didn't film anything. Um, and then as I got out later, I went to some auditions and they filmed the audition and I would freeze. And I would be like, oh, I, I promise you I'm a good dancer. I can do this. <laughs> but then because there was, you know, somebody was recording it, all of a sudden I felt extra so if they're growing up learning that extra pressure right away, I don't necessarily think that's a bad thing. If it is the only reason they're in that convention, yeah, I think maybe they need to reevaluate where their priorities are. But in terms of like the teacher teaching the class, I think filming it doesn't necessarily need to take away from the education of the movement and the way it's being taught. Um and then, yes, I agree. And I think that other podcast episode probably goes way into depth about the convention teachers. Um, yeah, I think there it's you're going to find good teachers and we'll say in the works teachers at a lot of conventions and things. But I would also say I've judged a lot with people who I maybe don't agree with their their experience to be on a judging panel as well. Like as a tap dancer, I've judged with a lot of people that they're like, oh, that dance was so good. And I'm like, and they had half the sounds, you know, like, I'm like, you miss, you just, it's kind of wherever you go, you're going to get, you're going to get some really fabulous and you're going to get some, maybe they're not invited back kind of people, you know, just something to, I think that goes like even a studio hiring a teacher, you think it's going to end up really great. And then they teach, you know, for maybe a month and the kids are doing things. You're like, what is happening in there? And then people part ways or, you know, 
it resonates with one student and not another student kind of thing. Yeah. Both of you guys have made, um, some really great comments on both sides. Um, but have also it within your kind of arguments, both, a lot of your arguments are kind of contingent and a lot of the, um, rules and regulations of individual competitions and conventions. So how much of both of your arguments, I'd like, you know, maybe both of you guys can share are perhaps based off of experiences or not, or have not been at the right competitions and conventions. You know, I know Lindsay, you spoke about, um, you know, competitions offering tap boards and stuff like that, where, you know, Christine, you've been to one that has it. And that was part of your argument for it too. So um, how much of kind of your side and take of this is about just the core of what a competition convention um, represents, or the core of a competition represents and less about kind of the rules and regulations around individual competitions and conventions? I think I I base I've based my decision on, like you said, attending past conventions where I've taken my students. And maybe I if I had maybe taken my students to the convention that had the tap boards, hello, genius, I would have come back personally. Um, because I've never seen that before. I'm glad you told me that. I'm gonna look into that and see what convention that is, actually. Um but I, I based my decision on past experiences and maybe I should give it another try and just get out there and see what's going on and maybe things have changed. But I, I, the rules and the regulations, like having to pay for the full workshop in order to compete, you're very limited on entries. That For a studio owner, that does sway my personal opinion. Yeah. So more of like the restrictions put on conventions and competition, that's kind of not necessarily comp- or business specific it's just kind of all the limitations that you have to go through with the competition convention right yes yeah what about you Lindsay? i think it's a lot of the same things but instead of feeling at them as like restrictions i feel they're like extra opportunities so having to take those classes those are like the extra that would go along with the competition or being able being able to have more people and so that I think, like, in my opinion, people who are willing to do all those extra things usually operate at a little bit of a higher level um, in terms of dance. So for me, I would rather surround myself with greatness versus, I mean, there's some things in my life I do at like a low level, but I like to just like, if I'm going to do it, let's go, let's dive right in. Like, let's, let's just jump in at the top. And if I sink or swim, like, hopefully I don't drown, but you know, keep my head above the water at least a little bit. Um, and that's why I think if you go to just the competition, you can get everything from that one moment. You can also get at a convention. Uh, Christine, um, Lindsay, Christine was talking a lot about novice dancers and kind of coming from a studio about giving multiple dancers opportunities where you spoke a lot about your love for convention and that first place dancer. We, you know, as dancers in this industry, as educators have to understand that most, most of our dancers are not striving to become professional dancers. So, um, Christine, um, and Lindsay, um, 
Can you speak to kind of like where your opinion comes from for kind of like all levels of dancer and just the experience of a dancer that doesn't necessarily need to get their, you know, face in front of a famous choreographer um, um, and all that kind of stuff? Just just would love to hear what you guys have to say on that topic. Well, I like what you were saying, Lindsay, about how you um, like dancing as a group and you love having people around you. And I feel like maybe a teenage novice slash intermediate dancer might only love just competing and, and doing groups on stage with the other dancers because then that makes them feel a little safer on stage. And then you've got the students who are more advanced and that are hungry for it, that want agency rep- representation. They want to get those scholarships at the conventions, and I think that's where the conventions should be geared towards the more advanced pre-professional agency-seeking representation students. I feel like the Strictly competitions cater to all levels. I love the the three levels of competition. It allows the the novice dancer at, at any age or level to feel like they have a fair shot. Okay. I I agree, yes. However, I... I did talk about that first place dancer. I don't think the convention is only for the first place dancer. I think that there's like, even if you're, you know, somebody has to be the worst in the room. You know, unfortunately there is going to be like, nobody recognizes who that is. You know, hopefully, you know, but there is going to be, yeah, growing up, I was definitely not, you know, a convention helped me get out of being the worst in the room. Um, so I think being able to just watch what is available is beneficial to both your, you know, second, third, fourth best in the room and also your, the lower portion of the room. Um, And because of that, I don't think a competition convention is necessarily only for a dancer who wants to be a professional or a dancer who's considering, you know, dancing in college. I think it can be for anybody. And if you want to be a novice dancer, I'm not knocking that at all. You know, you join, do your thing. But to me, that's more of like, if you want to compete, and put yourself in that pool of really great dancers, you might be recognized more so than you think that you are. But also, to me, that's where like, maybe a community performance is also going to help you get that performing joy and experience. So being at a competition, to me, that it is just that. It's a competition. And so put your best foot forward and where it falls, it falls. Um, really great information from both sides. Um, we are ready, I think, to get into our closing statements now. So how this works is I will time you guys. You each have 20 seconds um, to say as much as you want to say, kind of rounding out your topic and convincing our audience um, of your side of this debate. Um, when that 20 seconds is up, um, I don't have a buzzer yet. Maybe, yeah, I, I, I make all kinds of noise and cut you right off. So you've got kind of 20 seconds to cram everything in. Um, I'm going to start with Lindsay and I'll say three, two, one, go. And you will start your 20 second closing statement. Here we go. Three, two, one, go. Okay. My closing statement is, I want to surround myself with the people that I want to become like. And so I want to surround myself with people who are operating at a higher level. And I think that the way you do one thing is the way you do everything. So if you dance at a really high level and you expect greatness from yourself, and then you decide to be a doctor, you're all... It goes so fast. It goes it's so, so fast. good. It's my... Honestly, Chris, it's my favorite part. <laughs> 
You are built for that. I was, this is the job for me, I think. Yeah. All right, Christine, you're up. Oh Three, gosh. two, one, go. In closing, I would prefer strictly competitions over conventions because competitions allows for both the dancers and the studio owner to focus strictly on competing without the other distractions. You're not tired all day from doing classes and having to get into hair and makeup and go on stage and have enough time to do that. At conventions, they make you pay to do the workshop as well as compete. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that was great. That was great, you guys. Oh, what a great heated debate. I bet we could go on honestly for hours about this we could dissect and we even started to kind of get not off topic but we definitely started to go down some roads that i was like oh yeah this could be a giant debate about all the intricacies of competition and convention the pros and the cons but i i really appreciate uh your time spent with us today i really got some great um input and like i don't know you guys kind of changed my opinion a little bit i won't tell you what it was but it's been (laughs) opened up a little bit (laughs) well thanks for having us yeah thank you for having us guys yeah thank you you so much all right well goodbye and we'll um hopefully see you guys soon thank you so much thanks guys have a good one thank you liz chris oh my goodness that was (laughs) that was fun that was fun um so much just so much truth on both sides of it too. Um, you know, I kind of like tried to get them to dig a little deeper because they started to kind of really get into some specific things that not, isn't really found at all conventions and competitions. Um, so, you know, how much of it is just kind of based off of where, you know, our, you know, people who were listening have actually been, you know, maybe they went to yeah. a convention, you know, like Christine said, that didn't offer the things and therefore, right. you know, that, or, you know, as it, Lindsay said too, like the, the competitions, the long hours and the judges remarks and the unqualified, you know, tap judges and right. all that. So maybe <laughs> it's just, um, you know, yeah, I just think it's interesting. A personal experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, exactly. And prepping them with that experience prepping them for that experience and and giving them the confidence that they're going to need for the experience that they're going into. Yeah. And whatever that yeah. goal is. Well, listen, yeah. you know, we did, we've done all these polls on our Instagram, um, trying to see what our followers agree with. And, um, very, this is very interesting. Are you ready for the, the statistics? I'm ready because I've got yeah. some stats so, for you um, too. I, yeah. Okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, so our, uh, 55% of our followers agree with conventions with competitions. No kidding. 45% say just straight competition. So very close. That's really 50, yeah. 50. Yeah. Like, I, mean, yeah. I would 55%. see that as 50, 50. I would see it as 55% to 45%. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm okay. just kidding. I'm just I know. Kidding. Okay. I know you are. No, um, Liz, I, I'm going to give you some, um, some numbers based on the yeah, some fun facts based on the um, professionals that I have polled in the dance industry. These are professionals in the dance industry. Liz, it's very different. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. I am Seven, ready, Chris. 74% say competition convention is the way to go. <laughs> and 26% say strictly competition. Oh, my goodness. That's a Isn't lot that- different. That is very interesting. Interesting. Yeah. That's a big difference. But maybe- That is a big difference. Yeah, maybe it's because we're more in the industry and, and teaching more. So maybe we have a higher interest in teaching at convention. Maybe I don't know. I don't know. It's interesting. I don't know. It is I don't interesting. Know. 
Well, we've, we've done it. We've done another great dance debate. Uh, make sure that you guys are following us on our Instagram at Dance Platinum Co. Um, to comment, to offer suggestions of topics that you want to see us bring up in seasons two, three, four, and beyond. 17, um, 18, 19. 19, yep. 20, 21. Um, <laughs> we'd love to hear from you guys um, and also hear some of your thoughts on what you heard from this podcast. Also make sure that you subscribe um, to our podcast um, so you can get um, the notifications. The latest comes episodes. Up. Yeah, episodes. latest episodes every two weeks. Yeah. So awesome. Well, Liz, that was so much fun and I can't wait to see what we're going to talk about next time. Until next time, Liz. Yay. Yay. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye.